What's up, guys? This is episode eight of the Big Ben Stromcast. I'm here today with Adrian Capeless. So uh, we have some really cool news that we're announcing. Um, we are partnering up with her company, Talklift Heal, and we're going to be providing some really cool services. Um, so we'll explain that in a second, though. But Adrian, can you go ahead and uh, give the listeners a brief overview of who you are? Sure. So, hey everyone, um, like Brian said, I'm Adrian Capelis. I'm the founder and owner of Talklift Heal. Talklift Heal is my private practice where I'm combining talk therapy. I am a mental health counselor. Um, I'm a social worker by trade. So, I'm combining therapy with personal training because my goal is to help others uh, improve their mental health and also their physical health. I'm not sure why in our society those things are often separated. That, you know, you'll get treatment for mental health, you'll get treatment for physical health, you'll see different people, you'll see different professionals, sometimes that gets muddled. So to me, you know, why not come to one person to heal and both, you know, both mentally and physically. Um, so I'm all about mind body strengthening. And I feel like Brian kind of shares those values. So it's been a pretty great pairing. Yeah, I think so. Um, so real quick, go ahead and talk about um, the, the therapy, like the services that you the type of therapy that you provide best. So we were talking about where our, our kind of a ideal client is pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, So in the past I've provided therapy to um, a wide variety of age groups and in different settings, like hospital settings, home settings, school settings. Um, But what I really feel like I work the best with are youth and teenagers and preteens, like young adult teenagers I really enjoy that. I remember that angst that goes along with being a teenager. Um, There's a lot of lack of control during that time. You kind of feel stuck in the middle. So I feel like there's just a lot to work with and a lot to help. Um, So I feel like there's just a lot you can do in terms of help with that age. And I think it's really cool that you also work with youth athletes, that you're Mm. kind of there um, as that mentor and that coach to kind of help them achieve those goals that they have too. So I think that was great. Um, so for me, I just feel like that population is also a lot of fun to work with too. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, you get to be active. I get to feel engaged. And I think when the therapist is engaged and they're feeling fulfilled they're you're going to provide the best service. That's a, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That's a whole podcast episode right there. Sure. Just talking about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, you know, I thought this would be a good pairing to work, to work with you mostly because like you, you seem really passionate about working with people with um, anxiety is one of them, uh, self-esteem or confidence issues, uh, depression and eating disorders. And so those, those in particular seem to be um, very positively affected by strength training, which I've seen uh, uh, in the past. And so I've always wanted to kind of combine combine the two services into one um, where I have the expertise in the strength training and the confidence building through that. You have the expertise in working with people on their, on the mental stuff and getting people to talk about what they need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no rule book or handbook that says that healing has to occur within four walls all the time. It doesn't have to just occur in an office type setting, which I think is really cool. You know, there, there's a lot of benefits to taking things outside of the four walls and kind of um, being more creative with treatment and, and doing things that are more unique in, yeah. in our community too. Cause I don't think there's anything in our community like this. I, I don't think that there's anything out there that's like this. Mm-hmm. I, I have never heard of anybody combining like 
barbell club, weightlifting, strength training mm -hmm. with therapy um, as like it as like a whole service, like a holistic service. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I know that, you know, I know that people in mental health prescribe diet and exercise all the time. Absolutely. But the issue is, you know, maybe they come to see you once a week uh, and and then the other six days you have no idea what they're actually getting up to. There's no accountability there. There's also, it's just, if you're not providing the setting for them to have the best success, then how can they? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what this service is going to be really great for. Um, so let's go ahead and go over real quick the service that it is that we're going to be providing. We're envisioning something along the lines of uh, coming to see you for therapy once a week in the beginning, at least. Mm -hmm. um, and then, less as time goes on, because that is something that a therapist should be able to help you with. Absolutely. Yeah. The goal is, you know, it's kind of strange with therapy and with other um, professions, but my goal is to not see you ultimately. The goal is for you to get better. Right. Like um, a doctor. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, yeah, if, you know, if I'm seeing you for years and years, that's, that's to me an issue. It should be that you're gaining autonomy and independence to the point where you don't need me anymore. You've mm -hmm. learned these coping skills. You're utilizing them yourself. You're doing great. Awesome. You know, I'd, I'd still be here to you know, to, to check in and things like that. But yeah, absolutely. I think that um, phasing out therapies is an in, in incredibly important part of the process. Mm -hmm. And learning those coping skills, learning how to apply them. Strength training is a really great closed environment to practice that. Mm -hmm. um, that also you get all the benefits of normal exercise that you know, like bone density, overall health, muscle mass, all of that is great. And it helps lead toward you know, positive things later on down the road, mm -hmm. like people with higher levels of muscle mass tend to not have, um, Alzheimer's Absolutely. as much, mm -hmm. um, sleep, yeah, sleep, sleep quality, huge. Well, especially teenagers in that population. Sleep hygiene is just a nightmare. A lot of them have really poor sleep uh, routines. Mm -hmm. And I think that strength training is a great way to, uh, tire your body out, you know, mentally and physically. I, we've both been kind of feeling that a little yes. bit the last, the last few days, like setting up the office for this, Absolutely, which is like, if you, mm -hmm. if you work really, really hard before you go to bed, you're going to sleep really well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and this has been a, you know, somewhat of a stressful situation too, you know, uh, creating the office, creating the company, doing this pairing. So yeah. for me in particular, I've had to practice what I preach and mm -hmm. use the same coping that I would, you know, tell anybody else to use. I'm yeah. trying to, you know, eat well, still stay active, still try to normalize and do the things that I'm still doing, even though things are changing in my life, changing right. for the better, super positive changes, Yeah, but still changes. Yeah. So. so here's a kind of a, outline of what the session would look like when they come to you. All right. So this therapy and personal training, that's going to look like about an hour mm -hmm. time slot. They're going to come. Um, did we, did we work out whether they're going to work out first or talk first? So I'd like that to be flexible because yeah. I think that, you know, I, I, ultimately I want the client to have kind of control and, and feel like they're kind of driving the train on that. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, I think it would probably be talk therapy first okay. and checking in, see how their day is doing, see how things are going, right. um, do any kind of goal setting or, you know, working on any things that, that we need to or talk about things and then go into the gym and then even debrief after. Because I think yeah. debriefing is often missed. And I think that's important to go over, you know, what have we learned from the session? What are we going to apply? Um, so it could be kind of a mixture. I can kind of see see it going both ways and then even ultimately just doing personal training if they feel like. Um, you know, maybe I don't need to talk in the office today. We can just maybe talk in the gym exclusively yeah. too. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the debrief thing. I always forget about that, but mm -hmm. I, I think I need to start getting that back in with some of our athletes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start doing that. Yes, um, very helpful. So 
that would be the outline of the session. That's for the one day a week that they're prescribed to come see you. Um, the other five days of the week is the gym is open for six days. The other five days of the week, uh, they're going to have access to the gym. They're going to be on a weightlifting program, mm -hmm. uh, a strength training program of some sort. Yeah. Um, and following along with that. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I think that, um, what I see uh, an issue I see is that in the past when I've provided therapy, I have done some kind of physical training, you know, yoga, some gymnastics. But like you said, when they leave the session, I don't know accountability. I don't know if they're going to work out or if they're going to implement what I suggest. Right. Um, so having that access here, I think is, is so vital because they've built that rapport. They're comfortable in this environment. They know the gym, they know the equipment, they know the coaches. Um, so it's that like extra layer of, yeah, that accountability of, Oh, I can just, you know, I can come back to big Ben strength and work out when I'm mm -hmm. not seeing Adrian, when I'm, you know, in my downtime right. and, and yeah, implement everything we've talked about. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, you don't even have to work out if you want to hang out here after school. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, and just, just talk. I think socialization yeah. is huge, especially what I've noticed with teens and, you know, technology is great. Chatting is great. Texting is great, but you really do lose that in-person communication. And communication is one of the biggest things I end up talking about in session, which I think is just kind of remarkable to me um, because we spend so much time in school learning all these subjects and nobody bothers to give us like a communication one-on-one -on -one class on yeah. how to, you know, handle stress and anger and an argument and confrontation. Yep. And so now we're kind of stuck uh, just figuring it out on our own. And well, we kind of blame kids for not being able to communicate well. Yeah. So. And you don't really get that unless you're in like a special needs program. That's very um, true. That's which very true. is, I think, the only setting that I've really seen that taught in. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, everybody needs kind of some kind of some level of communication skills. Otherwise, you're going to learn it the hard way. Hopefully, mm -hmm. hopefully yeah. you learn it the hard way rather yes. than not learn it at all. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a great point is even just being a member of the club, feeling like you're a member of something, being a part of that, mm -hmm. um, having that community is, is just huge. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the team setting is a really cool, is a, is a really interesting thing, but it's dip, weightlifting in particular is different, is a different team setting. Whereas most sports like a football team, like you guys are actually working together mm -hmm. to execute on plays or whatever That's true. Uh, for weightlifting it, uh, I, our members have joked around with this for a long time, but it is very much an introvert sport. Mm -hmm. um, Cause a lot of it is self-reflection and um, analyzing your lifts yourself, thinking about how they went and then making changes for the next one. Mm -hmm. It's very much, very much a lot of it is on you, but you know, very few people can pull that off really, really well mm -hmm. on their own. And so that's why the team setting is really great because everybody tends to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, where's, we're so and so. I haven't seen them in a few days. Like they, they'll text them. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we're doing the Zoom, the group Zoom calls, and everybody's lifting on there. Even though they have all the access to the weights and they can lift anytime they want in their garage, mm -hmm. like the the accountability of that team setting makes a big difference. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about um, ending stigma around strength. Sure. Something you want to talk about? Um, so I think that especially for the female population, um, you know, we're kind of taught from an early age to, you know, be small, to be compliant. Um, a lot of it is about weight loss. It's about being a certain weight and a certain ideal of beauty that's, you know, not obtainable and it's not uh, realistic at all. And so I think what's amazing about strength training is it kind of breaks through these stigmas about what is, 
what does it mean to be strong as a woman? What does it mean to be strong as a person? Um, and you're kind of learning all these skills. And it's it's very, very refreshing um, to have that new point of view that it is okay to build strength as a woman that, um, you know, building muscle is, you know, a great thing for your body and your mind and that it doesn't have to be this wrapped up thing. Of, you know, I've heard a lot of, oh, I can't strength train. I'm going to look like a man. I'm going to bulk. People are going to think certain things of me. You know, I, you hear these things a lot. Um, you, you hear it thrown around. And, you know, I think that I'm somebody personally that, that you can see that has, I used to do cardio. I was telling Brian earlier, I was a cardio queen for over 15 years running. It's all I did was running. And I may have been at a healthy weight, but I had no muscle tone. And I wasn't really living a healthy lifestyle. Um, and I've had, you know, struggles with eating disorders in my past that left me um, you know, really struggling physically and mentally and that cardio piece wasn't enough. It just, you know, bottom line wasn't enough to really sustain a healthy lifestyle for me. It wasn't until I found strength training that I was able to maintain. Yeah. A lot of the time what you see with that cardio is it just turns into like putting time in. Yes. And then, and then when you combine that with like unhealthy eating patterns as Mm -hmm. well, um, like mentally approaching unhealthy eating patterns, a lot of the time would be like, oh man, I ate something I shouldn't have. Now I've got to go put in more time. Absolutely. Oh, and that just like builds and builds. It's a guilt. Yeah, it's a guilt blame cycle that you get yourself into. And it wasn't until I, you know, I also developed this functionality to fitness too. It's like, I want to live long. I want to be independent. I don't want to be in a nursing home. I want to be able to do these things with my body, which I also love, you know, as a woman to feel strong, but also functional. So I feel like my strength is functional. I can do things for myself. I don't need other people. Um, and so women and, and girls, young girls and teenagers need to see that. They need to see those role models um, with those with different you know, ideas about strength and beauty. Capable and confident. Mm-hmm, uh, we made a post about that probably like six or eight months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's way deep back there. Um, but I'll see if I can dig that up and maybe maybe write up an article on that. Sure. That would be good. I like that. Capable and confident. Capable and confident. There was a third one, another C, and I can't remember what it is. It's bugging me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's in there somewhere. Oh, and man. yes, and the anxiety piece too, the the self-esteem, anxiety, I just, you know, the cardio, I almost think is anxiety inducing sometimes. It, it can trigger panic attacks. Cardio can elevate your heart rate and, and kind of mimic those panic attack type symptoms. So I really think it's great that strength training actually alleviates that pressure. It alleviates that tension that you might get in your chest or in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah. The benefits for that too. I think so too. Um, and, and then on the other end of that, the depression, mm-hmm. like that strength training seems to help a lot with that mm-hmm. because every single session is wins building on wins, which is kind of like how depression becomes more manageable mm-hmm. is when that's, uh, is when that's when you're not feeling like you're losing all the time Mm -hmm. and strength training, especially if it's done in a, you know, purposeful way each week feel you're adding five pounds to your squat, Mm -hmm. right? Each week you're adding five pounds to your press. You're, you're clean. All of that, um, compounds into feeling stronger and stronger every week and learning, Oh man, maybe I can lift this. Even though you may not think that you're capable of it beforehand, you start to learn, what like what you're truly capable of mm-hmm. and then you can see where that can take you down the road uh, it it really seems to pay off absolutely it's almost exposing yourself to the things that you were previously avoiding yeah and so then once you've proven to yourself oh this isn't actually that bad as i thought it was yep. and you continue that and it just reinforces itself mm-hmm. so yeah no that is that was amazing to see that's really cool and then there's also this benefit of um 
I hear people talk about this all the time. It's just self-induced adversity where you're just like purposefully putting yourself in situations that are going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing that on purpose builds character and builds grit and builds all these traits that, you know, down the road will pay off Mm -hmm. when things get tough. Um, But doing that on purpose, especially at a young age is fantastic for for Mm -hmm. your mental health because you again, get that benefit of going, well, I see, I did this, I did this for myself and that was way harder than whatever it is that I'm facing now. Exactly. You know, I, mm-hmm. there's so many benefits. Could you talk to that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. It's almost like hedging your bets. You're preparing for the battle before the war has begun mm-hmm. in a way. Um, yep. you know, you've trained, you've done this. And I, I really believe that for myself and for what I'm seeing from clients. Um, you know, when, when things go wrong for me and crises happen, I'm going to handle it differently now that I have the coping skills that I've done the strength training, that I, you know, have those patterns that I feel good about myself as opposed to before when I wasn't doing any of those things and I had crises happen, it was, you know, it's, it's going to affect me in much, much more negatively and, yeah. and harder to get back to where I was. Um, but because I've kind of been on that continuum already that I've had that, um, all those positive gains from that, that I do feel like you're able to handle adversity so much better in mm-hmm. your life. And you're, and you're going to have it. Everybody's going to experience things. And that's um, important is that universality that we all experience things. And sometimes we don't talk about them, things like grief and loss, that people are, we're going to lose people that we love, that we care about. Uh, we're going to experience really tough situations. And so the more that we talk about it, the more that we feel comfortable with each other talking about those things and building that strength and confidence when they do happen, I do feel like we can handle it better. I don't enjoy seeing people in pain. And so to me, it's, yeah, if I can do any small thing to help somebody either in that moment, avoid that pain or later on when they experience it. Oh, okay. I can handle this now because I learned that. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. That's a good point. And something else I just thought of is, you know, strength training carries over to life in general through um, learning to be proactive, which I, I, hadn't really considered until just now, but a lot of it is just like, you know, making sure that you're stretching so that you feel good for your session the next day. Right. Um, that's being proactive. That's going to carry over to the rest of it. So it's, you know, making sure that you're doing your homework on time so mm-hmm. that tomorrow when you go to hand it in, you feel good as opposed to like rushing to get it all done before you have to turn it in real quick, things like that build on each other. And so it's not just the positive, like not just the positive benefits of strength training, it's the, all the little things that you learn that you need to do Mm -hmm. carry over to everything else in your life too. Sure. Yeah. So kind of being a part of a uh, process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Being mindful of every step in that process instead of just the outcome. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Man. Well, that's all the stuff that we had on our whiteboard to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we did good. Oh, we, we cracked through that. I was like, I think we're going to have to budget about an hour for this. I think that would be good. 19 minutes in. Um, Not bad. Yeah, so let's go ahead. We'll we'll wrap it up there. But you guys are going to be hearing from us uh, pretty often um, as we start to dish out a whole bunch of content. So expect YouTube videos, articles, more podcasts, um, plenty of educational content out there that we're going to try and put together and be a powerhouse of strength and mental gains. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. So, um, where can people find you? So I can be found at my website, talkliftheal.com. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram. Talkliftheal uh, is the name for my Instagram account as well as coach Adrian at TLH or coach Adrian 
uh, TLH is the full name for my other Instagram account. So you can follow both there. Um, Facebook, you can find Talk Lift Heal on Facebook as well. I have a LinkedIn for Talk Lift Heal. Um, so a couple different social media accounts that you can find me for more information. Your your Instagram handle, it's coach underscore. It's coach a- underscore Adrian underscore TLH. And how do you spell Adrian? Adrian is A-D-R. I-E-N-N-E, because that is a fair question. Yeah. Lots of people misspell I, it. I spelled your, I misspelled your name wrong the first time, too. I forgive you. Um, okay. And then uh, you guys can find out more about uh, the gym and the weightlifting team at www.bigbendsc.com. Um, follow us on our social media. That's Facebook and Instagram, Big Bend Strength and Conditioning. Um, Twitter, Big Bend Strength. TikTok, Big Bend Strength. Uh, what else? I think that's all of them. YouTube, Big Ben Strength and Conditioning. Um, all right, guys. We'll catch you later. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Just want me. Oh, shit. Sorry.